let me give my friend Bill uh, a proper introduction. Uh, I have known him a long time. He has suffered me for a long time. And, uh, and I'll just uh, give an endorsement that I have personally used Bill and his company Action Mailing uh, for a lot of projects that I've uh, conducted with clients. And he's always been a patient and tolerant and, uh, uh, and reliable uh, guy. And so I, I'm, I'm really not in the business of uh, blatant promotion of people, but Bill happens to be an old friend and, and a reliable part of uh, the work that I do, and a direct mail authority in his own right. So, Bill, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to kind of participate today. Just out of curiosity, about how many people do we have out there, Bob? Uh, I haven't seen the final list, but I think we're in the teens of something. So, uh, and, oh, that's great. And some people, Bill, uh, listened to an earlier session I've already done today, which means they will wow. have now suffered uh, three hours of Bob Brudinsky. Uh, so, Holy Toledo. So anything you can do to ease their pain, I would be grateful. <laughs> um, Bill, this is a, a segment I've introduced this year uh, called 10 Good Minutes with somebody who I consider to be sort of on the the front lines of fundraising and philanthropy, and given today's topic of uh, how to put together a dynamic direct mail plan, uh, you seem to be perfectly suited as a guy just to uh, ask some opinions about some things. Uh, I happen to know firsthand that you see a little bit of a lot at a whole bunch of places. Um, before we get into my specific fundraising questions, anything, any overview you want to give folks about action mailing just so they're aware with the kind of work that you do and then, sure, uh, I'd be glad to. And then I'll ask you um, some of my questions. We, uh, I've been in the direct mail business for uh, uh, coming on 11 years now, and uh, all during that period of time, I've uh, rather uh, specialized in working with uh, colleges and universities um, all over the country. Uh, basically what we do is that we help them fulfill whatever direct mail projects that they have on their plate at a partic any particular time, which uh, gives us uh, a broad overview of quite a lot of things, as I'm sure you can imagine. Sure. Um, so you see, you see all sizes and all shapes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we currently have somewhere in the neighborhood of about 200 clients across the country, and uh, my goal is to have 10% of the marketplace, so I, I've, I've still got a lot of work to do yet. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you impress me. I know that. Oh, thank you very much. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, last week, I guess it was, Ben Bernanke, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, went to Capitol Hill and testified uh, before Congress, like he always does, on the state of the economy. So if, if you're sort of our Ben Bernanke from a direct mail point of view, uh, tell me just sort of the perspective you see uh, as a guy who, who sees so many programs. Uh, what do you think is the state of direct mail these days? Well, I, I think it's alive and very well. Uh, I keep getting asked the question from particularly young people who are uh, very uh, uh, tech-savvy. Uh, do I see a decrease in mail because of the onslaught of the use of the Internet and email? Et cetera, et cetera. And, and to be quite candid, uh, uh, so far at least, uh, it hasn't hurt the direct mail business. If anything, it has uh, brought upon new opportunities because um, at this point anyway, 
um, as schools continue to uh, introduce uh, new and different um, uh, ways of uh, communicating with their alumni. Uh, they're using the old tried and true method uh, to help get that word out. And so, um, uh, correspondingly, we've uh, we've we've had an uptick in business as the uh, internet has grown. And also, uh, on the and most of my work is uh, on in fundraising, but. Uh, we do a considerable amount of business as well with uh, admissions uh, departments uh, across the country, and they uh, are, by their very nature, of course, reaching um, 17 and 18-year-olds out there who are extremely tech-savvy, and so we see a lot of interaction with direct mail and uh, email blasts and or web programs, if you will. Um, um, I won't get into it too uh, detailed there, but uh, quite a bit of interaction and inner workings using direct mail to uh, at least uh, initially spur the interest, uh, but also to carry the message and to introduce the vehicle to get from point A to point B. Yeah, you know, I, um, I can remember, you can remember, when the idea of an annual giving web page was a brand new idea, and I visited. Oh, yeah. I visited so many places where they were so proud that we had developed an annual giving web page, and we could even now receive online gifts. And they threw yeah. open. They threw open the doors, you know, in the grand opening of their annual giving web page, and they sat back and waited for everybody to come rushing through the door online. And and not many people did, or nobody did. And then they and then they immediately became dismissive of the idea of the internet. Well, we tried that and it, it wasn't working, but I think you're exactly right that it's, it's the integration of all this stuff that uh, is so important. And as long as they're delivering mail, you know, you still have that moment when people are looking at whatever you get into their hand and, uh, and what sort of decisions they're uh, making about that. Which, which brings me to my next question. And this is probably, okay. this is probably very much sort of a moving target. And it's not even, I'll, I'll, I'll concede at the beginning, it's not even a fair question. But in, in your opinion, as a guy who sees a whole lot, uh, what are the ingredients that go into a good direct mail piece these days? Or is it some, something of a factor of, you know, what is it that you're trying to get out of doing any mailing? Yeah. Well, uh, obviously, I mean, it, it just depends on what the objective is. But uh, uh, aside from that, uh, I, I think uh, a, a good balance of um, aesthetic, pleasing art, and, and this doesn't necessarily have to be four color or um, you know a very expensive piece. It could be just the creative use, uh, for that matter, just one or two basic colors. I still find that two colors is still the uh, the, the basis. For I would say 80% of the work that we do, um, there is uh, more and more uh, factors uh, going to digital for color and things of that general nature. But like so many new things on the block, uh, okay, now you have access to uh, digital for color uh, uh, printing. Uh, okay, do you have enough for color digital art? to utilize that. Oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, and so um, 
so correspondingly to answer your question, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a careful balance of text telling the story or writing the letter along with graphic pleasing art. Uh, even if it's no more than uh, just uh, putting a, a splash or two of shading in a in a ply form or something of that general nature, just to make it graphically pleasing. So after you've gone through all the pain and art, uh, uh, the pain and agony to put the package together, as the individual opens it and begins to read it, is it a pleasing piece, or is it right away do they just dismiss it? Um, so once you have a, a graphically pleasing uh, piece, then I think uh, it, 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 the text takes over. And um, uh, my rule of thumb, if you will, is that uh, if you can tell a story uh, or, or an interesting, at uh, least an interesting flow of information, that's a good thing. Sure. Um, um, after all, you have uh, very few moments with that uh, alumnus, uh, best use it as, as best you, you possibly can. Uh, in relationship to acquisition mailing, uh, shorter is always better than longer. Uh, and, um, but now uh, when you get into uh, donors and or the large donors, those are individuals obviously that have an interest in your program already. They're donors. So with the higher dollar ones, um, you might even want to consider uh, two-page, or uh, I have uh, friends of mine uh, in very large institutions that uh, even do four-page letters to their larger donors. Uh, and uh, successfully, year after year, they keep writing these long, long letters, expecting uh, their results to go down, and actually it's just uh, – becoming even better and better as time goes on. But I'm talking about the very large and big-time donors. Well, and you've gotten into a question that is probably the one that I get asked the most as it relates to direct mail. How long should the letter be? And so you just yeah. said this, but in your mind, it's very much a factor of what somebody's giving history or giving capacity already well, is. Right. That's exactly right. I, I thought sooner or later somebody was going to ask me the question, um, you know what? What trends do I see, or 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 what do I find that uh, my clients are asking more and more of, and and that is that they're demanding uh, of us to be able to crunch the numbers and help them continue uh, uh, personalizing even more and more uh, on a on an ongoing basis. As a matter of fact, Bob, I just finished. The day before yesterday, uh, a, a um, uh, doing a project for um, a pretty good-sized institution that uh, they sent out a 181,000-piece acquisition. But out of that acquisition, they had 65 different uh, segments to that acquisition. So as you uh, were the average Dan donor reading the piece, you really felt good from the standpoint that the institution knew them pretty well. And, you know, and the more you can do this, I think the more open a prospective donor is going to be to responding. And, the, and so what are we doing more and more of, and that is 
uh, increased personalization. Uh, 181,000 pieces is a uh, pretty good size uh, uh, direct mail project, and only the largest institutions do those types of mailing, and even they only do it on a uh, maybe once or twice a year uh, situation. Uh, over and above that, we see uh, smaller, more targeted pieces more and more. It uh, doesn't necessarily mean that uh, on a, uh, on a uh, per piece mailing that, that institutions are doing less. As a matter of fact, I find the, the opposite to be true. Most schools are doing more and more direct mail, but they're doing smaller and smaller segments. Either they're handling the smaller segments in-house or we're doing them uh, digitally or, or somewhere where we could turn it rather quickly. So it's less of the, the mass marketing, one-size-fits-all kind of thing, and, and more, more of these boutique segments where you talked about your 65 different segments. I'm assuming that means that you can drop in paragraphs or drop in merged information that really oh, yes. give that impression you're talking about where somebody says, oh, they're really talking to me. Yeah, absolutely. We're not only talking the fact that you graduated from the engineering uh, college at XYZ University, but the year you have, and perhaps you're then categorized as a uh, uh, as a uh, uh, as a current donor, or past donor, or a, a long lapse donor, or or an ever donor, etc. So you've got all of those various and different categories, uh, each of which we're uh, approaching with uh, particular um, verbiage in, in, a, uh, in, in, a, in, in a slanted fashion toward that individual. Uh, a lot of times uh, we also bring in to uh, uh, various and different other groups as well. But, um, but overall, for the majority of your folks out there listening to this, um, uh, more direct mail than is being uh, personalized. And uh, uh, we feel quite proud of the fact that here at Action Mailing, we've kind of been on the forefront of being able to offer that. I remember we, uh, years ago, and I still run into clients nowadays that uh, are still uh, using a, a direct mail piece with a static uh, ask or, or static um, uh, uh, gift arrays. And I tell them that it's very easy to change and adapt and use variable ask amounts. As a matter of fact, most annual fund directors that I know that have successfully made the jump to variable ask, uh, <laughs> when asked the question of, you know, what really is the bottom line difference, they tell me, and this is all I know is what my clients tell me, is that that's worth about 6 to 8% bump uh, in, in relationship to uh, donations uh, versus not using it. And so, gosh sakes, uh, why would a person not uh, use variable ask? I've even gone so far as to have several matrices available uh, uh, that if my clients wish to, uh, all they need to do is put in their database uh, something to key that off of and we can just build a program right around that and lickety-split, they're in the variable ask business, so to speak. <laughs> so the if same it, thing with gift arrays. If Bill Vasco gave you $100 and um, 
like a famous basketball coach, Bobby Knight, he always likes to promote the library. Um, you know, if, if my donation, if I asked my school to have that $100 go toward the library fund or whatever that case might be, I would think it might be prudent next time around to make that the very first gift array in the, uh, in, in, uh, on, the, on the reply form. So this is, another, some basic there. this is another simple question with a complicated answer. Um, but I'm going I'm to give my, my two cents in a minute. If somebody were just putting together a direct mail program, um, what would you suggest that their calendar ought to look like? Well, uh, you know, it, it might be different for a small college as it would be for a major university. Uh, and, uh, but, but I think there are some basics. Uh, first of all, most people like to reach everybody as kind of as a kickoff to the year. So my business uh, really just begins to really jump in July uh, because people then want to get things out in the mail in August. So I would think that your first piece would, uh, to kind of kick your fundraising year off, if you would, you'd want to do that, obviously, early in the fundraising year. Most people are on a July 1 through June 30. So um, I, I would say uh, you would certainly want to do something large the first of the year, so August or early part of September. Um, then correspondingly, I'll jump to the other end of that spectrum of the of the the year, and then we'll come back and fill in. So you would then want a springtime wrap up, perhaps not so large, but uh, all encompassing to reach everyone except the people who have uh, already given you a donation. So a springtime uh, uh, wrap up piece might go out anywhere from. Um, the latter part of April or into May. Obviously, you want to leave enough time for people to go ahead and send you back in a response before June 30th because you want to get it booked in that year. So those are the two bookends. Everything in between is kind of fill, if you would. Now, what would be, what would make sense? Well, the next thing that might make sense to us is to take advantage of the end of the calendar year or really right now as we speak. Uh, I'm, so many people I'm working on with them doing end-of-year pieces that either drop in and around Thanksgiving or the first week of December uh, or thereabouts. That's a very good time of the year. Uh, times in between that, uh, and I'm, I'm talking primarily in, in uh, uh, when you get into the late September and into October, would be a good time to uh, further segment uh, if, if, for example, you were a school that sent everybody a letter in, uh, in August, then, and it was perhaps on, from the chancellor or the president of the university encouraging them to partake and participate in the annual fund. Perhaps in, in uh, uh, late September or October, might be an ideal time to have some segmenting and perhaps uh, letters from deans um, to uh, engineering graduates or their own graduates, if you will. So you could then 
further uh, segment that, that area, and that's a good time of the year to be doing things of that nature. Also, I find it's a good time of the year for clients who would like to um, send letters out uh, on, on behalf of a, uh, a class agent. So you might have 50 or 60 different versions uh, of that particular letter. If we're doing more and more of that uh, all the time. Uh, it would be written um, uh, from a, a class agent, and uh, that, that would be an ideal time of the year to do that. And then subsequently after that, then we get into January and February and March, which uh, just depending on, on uh, who you may not have uh, reached before, uh, this then would be a very good time to do further uh, uh, and deeper segmentation work, if you will. Uh, I've, I've just recently talking to uh, a young lady who works in a major university in, in Florida that uh, they were doing a special uh, project for their honors program and, and, and some of the more elite groups, and they want that to go out in February. So um, here again, uh, so, so as far as the number of times, it's easy for me right off the top of my head to say uh, uh, the first of the year, the end of the calendar year, and a springtime wrap-up. And between those two times, I, I would think it would be excellent for Phil. So that was a long-winded answer to that, Bob. It was outstanding. And if anybody has any uh, further questions for Bill, you can use the chat button on the uh, Internet connection or send him an email at that address that we have uh, listed there. Bill, you've already said you don't think direct mail is going away. I happen to agree with you. Um, but any, any new uh, innovations that you see uh, maybe coming over the hill. The, the segmentation and the personalization, I certainly think, is one of them. Anything else yeah. uh, on your radar screen? Well, um, we're always open, and we get a lot of um, um, industry uh, people coming to us because we do have a pretty good following in the, with colleges and universities. And so they're wanting to, to um, show the wherewithal with uh, these little voice-activated cards and things of that general nature, and I get all kinds of bells and whistles thrown at me on a very regular basis. And I, 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 I to be quite candid with you, I find the litmus test, or at least the Bill Vasco litmus test on, on things over and above personalized letters, uh, would would have to do with the fact that if Bill Vasco got it in the mail, would I actually use it? And so <laughs> correspondingly, premiums are very expensive. So uh, it, you you almost have to stop and think, is it going to be just a, another item that you're going to throw on the refrigerator or are you actually going to, to have the piece used? Uh, I find that return address labels, um, gosh, they've been around now for, about um, uh, a good 12 or 15 years, anyways, and and uh, but uh, I have I have a, a whole litany of schools that uh, uh, that just love them to death because uh, it's 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 something that alumnus actually like to have and they actually use them even with our uh, online banking etc. They like to have it for special occasions and birthdays and things of that nature. We've also taken uh, the, uh, the, the forefront, and we, we're doing things like uh, 
personalized notepads are very popular right now where uh, we have a 20-page from the desk of personalized notepad with the alumnus name on it and it's there with the, maybe their athletic logo, et cetera, on every single page. And, and that's really a neat thing to do. And you get things, not only is it a great fundraising item itself, but you get such positive feedbacks from things of that nature. Over and above those those few specialty items, we, uh, like everybody else, we, we uh, you know, we have magnets and we have, uh, um, uh, you know, winter decals that when our clients request them. It's not something that, that um, I go out of the way to promote. I just fulfill more than anything else. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but here again, I just wonder for the extra dollar whether or not that it's a good value, if you would. And for those of you uh, listening in, um, I want you to know it, it is not possible to talk to Bill over the phone and not hear about return address labels at some point. Uh, but I can say... Well, well, we happen to do more of those than anybody else <laughs> in the country. <laughs> That's uh, Bill Vasco at actionmailing.com. But I, uh, I happen to know from going through the door to a lot of uh, institutions where Bill has worked that, that they do really extol the virtues of those darn things. And we actually talked about them in this morning session, Bill, about... Uh, what makes them so successful at so many places in so many different ways. So I happen to agree with you on the sanctity of the mailing address labels. Um, I know my time is limited here, Bob, but I just wanted to tell not only you, but anyone who would like, I would be more than glad to, uh, if they sent me an email and requested it, I'd be more than glad to get a, <laughs> a, a large variety of of samples together and send out both letter packages, labels, notepads, just kind of a wide variety of sampling of the work that we do here in Action Mailing, and I'd be more than glad to send that out. Bill might even be able to get you your own return address labels just in time for the holidays. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Bill, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome to uh, sit in and, and correct me with anything else I say in the remainder of uh, my time, but I'll reiterate, if anybody wants to shoot Bill a message, Today, you can do it with the chat button. You also have his email address right there. Uh, I meet a lot of people, and Bill is about as knowledgeable as anybody in direct mail that I've crossed paths with. Bill, thank you very much. That's quite all right. I'm going to stick around, but I'm going to hit the mute button here. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> somebody else walks into my office here, I won't disturb anybody. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Bob, and okay. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Bill.